Hey everybody, it's Johnny. Thank you so much for joining us as we head into the final 10 episodes of Act 1. Shout out to our latest supporters on Patreon, Amy, John, Jake, Matt, and McDaniel. You can join them and get access to our patron-only show, Chaos Children, by signing up at patreon.com slash plug and hum. As always, please help increase our reach by rating, reviewing, and subscribing on your podcast app of choice. Thank you for all that you do. Now, on to today's episode. Welcome back to Dark Nexus. Tonight, it's Act 1, Chapter 27. So, uh, over the past two weeks, we've got a clearer picture of what the northern third of the asylum looks like. On the west, it's ghoul territory. There are a number of them, uh, but they seem to be, for the moment at least, isolated in some separate rooms with enough living victims to keep them occupied. On the east, it's the large hall and the den of 40 to 50 apostles and orpiment. Now, not everyone amongst them seems to be full-on fanatic or necessarily even dangerous, but enough of them definitely are. The one ray of light over in that area is Dr. Elbert. We began a conversation. Let's pick back up there. Why did you come here? Because the tattoo man must be stopped. <laughs> oh, hell, you're serious. <sighs> well, what do you think is going to happen? Well, uh, I figured I'd try to keep as many of these people alive as I could for as long as I could, uh, try to avoid getting eaten alive, and take it from there. But I guess this changes the alchemy here for a moment, doesn't it? Dr. Helburn? Yes. Do you, are you skilled with diseases? Do you understand how to how to help us? We're very, very sick. Oh, my young friend. That's quite a lot of rot you've got going on there. Let me assure you. Oh, I he's am, not the one who's asked. I'm not talking about myself. Oh, it's the little one with the tumors. Ah. Look, I am not to toot my own horn or anything, but I am one of the foremost experts in the country on diseases of the mind. Now, I, of course, I've been to medical school. I have been taking care of people here. I will look at whoever you need me to look at. But um, uh, diseases are not my speciality, but trade, trying times. Have you any supplies? Why do you ask? Healing supplies. Medicine. Well, I'd be quite a fool to tell you what I have and don't have when we're just getting to know each other, am I right? Am I right? I can take care of you here. I can, I, we, we can take care of whatever you need for the, for, the, for the time being. How often does Zandalus sleep? I don't know his sleeping schedule. He hasn't been down here for several days, though, though the, the, the noises from upstairs have been growing progressively more disturbing, but uh, we haven't seen him in the flesh for several days, actually. Quite some time. I haven't losing track of time. I barely know my own name anymore, but uh, I don't know when or how he sleeps. 
Have you been upstairs? No, no, the sounds are enough to drive me away. Thank you very much. Plus, you know, the bag lady's up there. Not going to tangle with her. Who's the bag lady? <laughs> Knowledge local checks and those of you that can make it. Some, one of you might actually recognize the name. That's going to be a 25 plus another 6 plus another 4. 29. Yeah, you, uh, you do. A little, a little memory of the, the name of the bag lady surfaces in, in Gull's mind. She was a serial killer in Rosenport like 40 to 50 years ago. Her name was Agra Loomis. She was called the bag lady because every one of her victims was discovered with their heads wrapped up in sacks. She was captured about like 40 years ago. Like the people outside. Crucified in the wall, yes. Uh, she was captured around 40 years ago and then apparently jumped between prisons and hospitals and finally ended up here. She would be around 70 at this point. But no less deadly. How have you managed to fool these people? <laughs> My friend, I'm quite charming. Also, they needed medical assistance. And, you know, the nice thing about having that sort of skill is they don't kill the doctor. Yet. And your dreams? Yes, they are quite troubling, aren't they? We don't know which of us the Tatterman will get next, but so far he hasn't killed me, though I would not care to, <laughs> to repeat any of my dreams in mixed company, with all due respect, madam. No, of course not. So you actually believe you can do something here? Someone must. There, uh, there would have been some apotheldon augment that would have been sent out maybe a couple days ago. In the early days, uh, the first week especially, there were... Sandalus was very active. We had lots of little projects to send people out on. There were rushes of various groups of people sent to the west, sent to the south. Uh, again, he hasn't been particularly active down here amongst the followers for several days now. Um, once whatever's happening to the south got to an extreme, we've all pretty much stopped going that way. And the south is with the ghouls? There's a room filled with uh, pitch blackness and a child who kills people. Yeah, no, I, I, I was in that room that, oh. that, that kid had Did you find his birds? He's always complaining about the birds having flown away. Where did they go? Yeah, no. we did. Oh, the birds from the... The haunt. The haunt. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. Where are the birds? Brenton? Where did they go? Who killed them? Who took oh, them away? Oh, no. It's the child. Dobras? <gasps> Debus. I, I don't know the child's name. I know that he's asking continuously after Brenton and ask, asking where, where the birds went and who killed them, why would they go, so forth. I wonder. Death might help then. And I hold up the toy soldiers, the, the toy knights. Mm -hmm. Perhaps a bit of diplomacy. <laughs> Though, uh, popping in as Rob and not Dr. Elburn, like at the that moment, is the it only is still thing keeping keep, yes. everybody from yeah, yeah, rolling yeah. through. But yes. that's. But if For we later. needed to. <laughs> yes. But also, if we were to escape that way and no one saw us, like they would just assume that we were dead. 
Yeah, probably so. Yeah, yeah that's a good assumption. So it's your plan to just march right up the stairs and, and, and do what exactly? Look, the bag lady's up there. He's got, he's got a small cadre of, of his closest followers, and that's where he keeps, he calls them his, his volunteers. Uh, three of them are up there. But there is one. There is one over to the west that, as far as I know, does whatever he does all by himself. Sandalus has indicated that they are particularly meaningful to him. I don't know if they provide him power, they do something for him. Uh, he keeps three of them close, but one of them is definitely on the other side of the building. Uh, over in the, the West Tower, probably not too far from where you came from. Well, I like the idea of tackling one instead of uh, five. Is there any kind of, uh, like, hand sign or something that we need to make if we go out and then came back? I think we could go out and put on a good show about your service to the Orpament and how you plan to assist us all and serve Xantalus to the greater blah, blah, blah that would allow people to... I mean, you're, you're quite recognizable at the moment. Do you think you can actually go over there and deal with one of his volunteers? Not without rest. Well, you're welcome to stay here. Rest will come with its own challenges. I've remembered my dream. And I fear my mere presence may put us all in even greater danger. What's that mean? Tima seems to have some measure of control over the dream space. She was able to engage the Tataman in conversation directly and to offer him a deal. I don't think he felt the need to accept it, but she certainly cannot be trusted. I don't know if Sleeping where we have been sleeping offers a measure of defense against her betrayal. I'm sorry, I don't have... Anything more I said would be a guess. You think she can come out in the dreaming? I'm telling you she did. Dr. Elburn's, like, arms crossed, leaning in, like, what the fuck is going on? Professional curiosity. Fascinating. Fascinating. Uh, um, She's not quite well, is she? (laughs) No. Um, no, speaking of diseases of the mind, right. we've got a doozy right here. Oh. Oh, I'd love to perhaps get my fingers talk. in her brain, so to speak. Not literally, I know. In this place, that could be taken quite literally. I don't mean it literally. I, I wouldn't mind talking to you about the futility of existence, but we do have other concerns. Yeah, so at, at this point, our, our decision is, do we want to stay here and rest? Or do we want to go back to... Try to go back to the chapel. Chapel and rest. If we stay here and rest, we obviously risk the problems with dreams. Um, However, we don't risk having to go back through the courtyard and getting gored or attacked by other creatures or the ghouls yet. And also we don't risk... um, Well, the two of us would have to sleep outside the chapel anyways because we've got leprosy, possibly. I say what? The, 
Okay, this okay. Is, this, this is, is away from John. him. This All is, right. This is not. Great. This is, this is John. <laughs> Fair enough. He is uh, not, not privy to this. Yeah. But, but Gull would probably, at a certain point, go, you should keep us away from all the other people. Okay, great. Um, if we're gonna if we're gonna stay here, so what do we want to do? Do we want to try to stay here and deal with this, or do we want to try to go back and and then go back out again? I think we owe it to our comrades in the church to let them know everything that we've learned so far. If we can get out of here safely, if we can be ensured safe passage. Nothing is safe. No. No, of course. I know that's your bleakness talking, but it's true. So if we if we go back out, we can say that like you know we we've uh, we've seen the sign, and we're we're like the vanguard to find the way to open the way, and so we're going out trying to find the way for everyone. So if we come back, we might be like haven't found it yet, but you know praise. I say, we could uh, cook up a good story like that. They might just fall for it. Is there uh, is there anything that we could do for you? His entire facade collapses, and he just balls. Mm-hmm. He just collapses on the ground. Dora puts a hand on his shoulder. He is a slobbery mess, and, and he says, thank you for even asking. If you think there's a way to end this nightmare, anything I can do to help, I will do. Look, yes, I have supplies. Yes, I can share them with you. But I, I can't give them to you. And watch you leave me here alone with these people forever. Uh, understood. Understood. Here. Tucked under some rubble behind one of the cots there, he pulls out a couple of potions. He's like, these may go a long way to help you out. It's a potion of cure moderate wounds and a potion of remove disease. Oof. Yep. And what are we thinking? Are we, are we thinking that we want to sleep here or want to head back? Uh, it sounds like we want to try to head back. You want to try to head back? Here's here's my here's yeah. my other question. Where we where we came from, this some children that uh, are, are, are thick. And do you have any kind of medicine that might be able to they would have told us what medicines to look for, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I would, I would know. You would know. Yeah, yeah I would know. For Loic and the children. Uh, no, no, no. Fresh out of all that, I'm afraid. Fresh out of all that. Uh, everybody give me a sense motor check. Natural 20. Natural 16 plus... Natural 1. <laughs> 20, 24. Each in your own way and in your own time. You, you're starting to get the sense that when he is talking about his medical knowledge, that he's kind of making shit up. Yeah. He's inflated his resume a little bit. He's like an intern. As you look at his coat, Dora, he does not have a name stitched on it. Yeah. So again, uh, you're not getting a sense of like... He's not evil. Right, he's, he's just, not trying to like get one over on you, but, but he's he keeping up a facade. he probably had to inflate his... Yes. ...to survive. We understand. Thank you. Do you know, is there anywhere here that medicine is kept besides the pharmacy? Look, I have a, I have a small amount of magic, right? Don't tell anyone, but that 
That's what I've been using to heal these people. I don't know how to stitch a wound. I don't know how to take care of a disease. I've got a couple of spells. See? But are you familiar with the... He's a bard. Asylum. He's a bard. Yeah, he's, he's very charismatic. Yeah. Are you familiar with the layout? Is there anywhere they would keep medicine other than the pharmacy? I was a fucking patient here, can I be clear? I was brought here on the 15th when I was committed, and I've seen about as much of this place as you now see me seeing. So, I don't know where to go. I don't know where anything is. It's all right. It's all right, really. It's all right. You've done remarkably well. Uh, knowing that... Yes. Gulliver is just going to say... I mean, I don't even know. I mean, there wouldn't be any... There's nothing that I could tell him in terms of, like, this leprosy of, like, who we might have already... Like, there's nothing that we could do about any of that. Yeah, you now understand you know more about it than he does. Yeah. And knowing what I know about leprosy and knowing how sickness travels and stuff like that, what can I tell him to do if leprosy starts popping up in these people in the next couple days? I don't know, but Gull tells him. Okay, great. He he wants to try to do the best he can, uh, especially when he sees that there's like kids running around and assuming stuff like that. Um, So I have some questions about remove disease. Yeah. Does it remove all disease, one dose, or one disease at a time? Remove disease can cure all diseases from which the subject is suffering. You make a caster level check against the DC of each disease. Yeah, so it can, it's it's a that's a good it's a good spell. There's a reason why it's third level. Yep. Well, you should drink it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you might very well be sick too, though. Go. But you definitely You're are suffering so from so multiple drink the diseases. Potion. Just drink it. No need to be polite. All right, I'll drink the potion. Shut your yap and drink the potion. <laughs> All right, I drink Stop the half orc Nelson and force it down Stop your throat. Stop being negative six to everything. Gull drinks the potion. All right, who wants to roll this caster level check? You want to roll that, Johnny? Uh, you want me to roll it? You, you want one of your it. friends to roll it? I don't it? want For the to potion? be. Yeah, Yeah, because you have to make a caster level check against the de- diseases. You, you, That's how you roll disease it. works. So the caster the level spell will be cast at fifth level. All right. There's, there's nothing that could be done to make this better in any way, shape, or form. No. It's okay. 19 on the die. <sighs> Tumor infestation is gone, and you were not suffering from leprosy. You are fully healthy. Oh, my God. Does that mean I'm not? This nope. Is a, <laughs> the, I think it's a good sign, though. I think you rolled higher, but I'm not sure. Come I didn't roll great, so... No, but neither of you rolled. Neither of great, you did. Yeah. But neither of you rolled like yeah. total garbage. It was like a twelve and so fourteen. A there's a chance. There's, there's a, a chance. chance. Yeah, you should you should feel like you should feel better than you did when we started this session. <laughs> so, so then we're thinking the plan is going to be that rather than stay here, we are going to attempt to return to the chapel. I know Polly had just mentioned to me before we started recording he'd like to do a little bit more healing. Yeah, when. Uh, when Ray confronted the crowd and, and yelled at them to stop, he was at three hit points. Oh Ooh. my god. Uh, oh my god. So the, the choice between trying to get out the window uh, and facing this crowd was part, that was part of what yeah. drove him to make that decision. Yeah. So now with a, a moment to spare and with only one channel positive energy left <sighs> in him, he's going to use a first level spell and cast Cure Light Wounds. 
Five plus three is eight. Eight points of healing for Ray. That's a little better than half. You may want to do another one. Oh, my armor class is pretty good. All right, maybe I'll do another one. <laughs> how, how many more of those do you have before we actually rest? Two after this one. And that's another eight points. I'm at 19. 19. That's good. I believe Gull, Gull is up to full I'm hit full, points yeah. and no diseases. I'm lovely, healed, baby. Lovely place to be. Grip's got to be pretty close to full, right? Uh, Grip is down 11. He's 26 out of 37. Oh, not close. Okay. Didn't you just channel? No, he was doing Cure Light Wounds. Oh. So there's um, leaving by the great room door, crossing the sh- what we believe to be the shortest distance of the courtyard to an entry point in Lissandro's office, though we would have to take the time to climb up and break in to the east window. Yes. You do believe the easternmost of the windows in Lissandro's office is only a scant 25 feet away from the west uh, barricade door in the Great Hall. You just couldn't see it because it was out of the out of your yeah. fog distance. So advantage, uh, fewer reflex saves, potentially shorter distance. Then there we have the option of going back the way we came, and there are two places we could leave. We could leave through the pantry, which Dora already walked out of, Yes. to cross another just 25 feet back to the ghoul door. Then that still leaves uh, having to cross through the ghoul area and then exit again to get back to the window we came out of. No, you could go out the pantry door and hug the west wall of the courtyard and not go back inside the ghoul place. Those seem like the two most viable options. One is slightly more known than the other, slightly less of an unknown. Um, and and uh, I guess there's a disadvantage to leaving through the Great Hall because it's a very public exit, so we have to make sure that our cover story about going to find the sign is solid. And there are, there are apostles in Orpiment stationed right there. Yeah. They would absolutely see where you went, they would hear a a window breaking, and they would be only five feet away from having view on it. Right, so we have to convince them of what we're doing. Sure. Third option, trying to talk to the ghost boy, Debus, in the darkness room. That is an option. We could um, offer the toy knights. We could offer to get a message to Brenton. We could... I don't know. I think his birds were probably the haunt in the in the visitor center. The con of that, of course, is that then the one thing that keeps everyone from just flooding that way is then gone. Right. Yeah. I, is there, then there's no way to do that, to have that conversation with the ghost boy in private. Well... If you don't go into the darkness, so one option is to go into the darkness and close the door behind you and talk to the ghost boy. The other option would be to talk to the ghost boy from the open door where everybody in the Great Hall could see you and hear you. Hmm. Or not. I could, um, oh, yeah. I don't know if I can do that right. Like a message? Yeah. No, you would not be able to see it to target it. Hmm. I wonder what keeps it in there then. Like, powerful creature. Why is it trapped in that room? It might be compelled to stay. Ray looks around at the um, 
the 40 other uh, people around us and back to his comrades, I think we've unfortunately, thanks to me, drawn a lot of attention to us, but I, I, I think we don't want to draw any more attention. If we can slip out the back and go back the way we came, that would be my, that would be my vote. If they're talking about these four strangers who walked in and then adventured forth for a sign, that could get up the stairs and then that could cause other people to be aware of us that we may not want. But aren't we already at that point, regardless of which way we leave? I have the sense that if we kind of slipped out without a fanfare, that the news of us would kind of die down, perhaps, or maybe the doctor could just say something about... Uh, yes, but you know, uh, again, Xandalus has not been downstairs for several days, and everyone's scared to go up there, except his, 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 his closest goons, uh, the, the bag lady and, and his volunteers and so forth. So generally speaking, uh, they come down to the, the crowd here. The crowd here doesn't really go up to them. Though I do believe, you know, if they got confirmation, of course, that the, the way to the chapel was clear, meat for everyone, someone probably would risk bag lady's wrath and run upstairs to spread the good cheer. Yeah, I, I still think we should go back the way we came and thought of go, you know, we're going back to try to find the sign and find a way to get there that the clear way for everybody. And go back through the, the pantry. Yep. I, I like that the least, but if, if we think the bigger concern is not having to go through a door where they have guards stationed that we would have to perhaps explain ourselves to, then, you know, I'll, I'll buy that and go along. There, and there are guards by the pantry door. It's just that the way to Lissandro's office, it would take you away from the, further away from them than, this, than, this enter, than exiting from the large hall. Like, we want to play up the fact that going through that hole just out into the courtyard is very dangerous. Yes. As opposed yeah. to, that's more dangerous than us going through this ghoul way. This is a safer way to go. <laughs> Follow us if you dare. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. Doctor, do you know anything about the cauldron in the back of the kitchen with the circle of stones around it? Oh, for God's sake, don't touch it. Don't go anywhere near it. People got sick and died. Um... Apparently the cook was eviscerated by the apostles in the early part of the thing, and now he's haunting the cauldron, he spews out, he vomits disease on you, and you die. Oh, Good to thank know. you for saying so. Let's avoid it. Wise choice to not disturb the stone circle. I'm so glad Good I choice. <laughs> so if our plan is we are heading back to be able to rest, how would you feel about burning one of those two remaining cure lights on old Gripper. You got it, Grip. <laughs> I am nodding my head vigorously. Well, the thing is, Grip, I'd have to touch you. I think it's far too late to be concerned about such things. Ray just uh, sets his jaw and reaches out and touches you. Six hit points. Hey, Thank there you. we go. Thank you very much. I appreciate all you do. <laughs> it sounds like you guys are ready for a, a full adventuring day. Yeah, I've got <laughs> sure. one spell and one channel 
left. That's what it is to be third level, right? Yep. All right. Hey, I'm I'm at I have positives to every modifier right now. This is amazing. Imagine the knowledge checks. Exactly. <laughs> so we're heading back to the kitchen, into the pantry, past the folks that are uh, the four folks that are guarding the door there. Are they the same four? Yeah, it's only it's not been a long stretch of time. So uh, the one who had seen the unicorn, you know, as you guys are coming up, it gives you a real knowing nod. He's like, "Oh, you're, you're going out. You're going out this way. You're not going back. Back by the back entrance where you came in." All right. All right. All right. Uh, you need backup. Uh, no, we've we've we're, got this. We've got a system. We're good. All right. Praise. Am I no, right? Yeah, fucking praise. Okay, praise is right. Praise. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they do. All right. Uh, have fun out there. It's still icy and shitty, and I can hear the unicorn galloping around, so uh, have fun with that. And also to you. <laughs> praise unto you. All right, what's our, uh, what's our order heading out onto the fog-shrouded north courtyard. Do we want to try to get out a little bit and then be like, we bow to the name of Bryn? <laughs> Do you have any more um, sneaky extracts with you? I, I am all out of extracts. Okay. I am. All I got is a gun and a magic dagger. That's it. And a whole lot of skills. Sweet. Diplomacy ain't one of them. Yeah, we've Got someone who's already created a relationship with yes. this unicorn. Would you be willing to engage with the unicorn again on our behalf? If necessary, yes, of course. I, I would certainly be willing to go out first okay. and to try to, you know, again, scout kind of thing and yeah. listen and be like, they're coming from the left, they're coming from the right. Great. So. Give, me a, give me a stealth and a perception check. Stealth, ooh, that's sweet. That's a 28. And uh, perception... Twenty-seven. Were those both twenty-seven? What's with all the dice? I heard a lot of. That is a lot of dice. What's going on over there? I'd forgotten we were playing a role-playing game, and I hadn't (laughs) taken my dice out yet. So D twelve. Have we started yet? We have. Okay. So it's a mercy, really. Why is he rolling? That's not good. You bastard. All right. So Gull, you climb over that chest-high barricade in this in this uh, side door off the kitchen into the northwestern corner of the northern courtyard. Again, yellow fog spreading out. There's enough of an overhang of a roof there that you've got sort of a safe place to stand to not worry about, you know, for the immediate moment about the icy raindrops Mm -hmm. falling on you. Mm -hmm. You don't see anything with your 20 feet of vision into the fog, but you do hear a couple of different things. You do hear off to the south as though the unicorn might be running back and forth along the southern wall of the courtyard. You do hear (laughs) tromping of hooves you would recognize probably as the unicorn. Unicorns out there running about. You can hear occasional uh, horse snorts and probably every once in a while as it's galloping to and fro. You also hear a shifting and shuffling of what sounds like something maybe perched up on the second or third story above you, kind of uncomfortably close up there, like maybe 10, 15 feet over your head. I am going to duck back inside. Yet, I I, I think there's something like right above us 
here, we probably want to go back the way we came. And you hear the sound of something with wings taking off from maybe a little perch on that second floor. And then you hear a huge splat sound. Like, imagine a corpse falling from 20 or 30 feet in the air and sh shattering on a cobblestone path in a courtyard. This kind of wet, smashed watermelon kind of thwack. And then <laughs> off into the distance towards the south. Oh, wait, maybe we got a chance now. Let's go. <laughs> I'm going to go back out. Going to go back out? Yep. Stealth? Yep. Uh, that is a 23. Great. Where'd he go? I am going to go uh, uh, straight across the wall. Straight across to the wall and hug. Over to the west wall. Yep. You're going to hug your way down to the south. Yep. Very good. Everyone following along? Yeah. Shall I bring up the rear? Is that acceptable? Dora sure. would like to create a ghost sound mm -hmm. as far to the east as she can place it. Sure, which is what, like 35 feet or something? Yeah. Great. Um, of uh, 16 humanoid creatures talking incoherently to one another in a group. Just standing on the opening, open mumbling to each just other. Just a sound. Yeah. Yeah. Does it sound like they're trying to hide, or does it just sound like they're just it hanging It sounds out? like they're going, praise, praise, words fail, sure, praise, sure. praise to one another. Yeah, great. Just a distraction. Straight across that Yeah, way. like just straight to the east, away from where we're headed in case it draws the unicorn. I mean, I'm happy to talk to the unicorn, but if it gets distracted by a ghost sound, it's... Or Very if good. anything else in the courtyard gets distracted by a ghost sound. Then. Great. So you all hear that sound. Heading down this wall, we've got... Looks like Gull, then Ray, then Dora, then Grip. And you start making your way down. Yep. Let's get a reflex save for this first round. It's DC 8. Just tell me if you fail it. Everybody good? Great. All right. So let's take a, let's take a double move down that, uh, down that wall there. Yeah, that's a good place to stop. So one full round of movement gets us all the way past... What we're calling the ghoul factory doors into this little alcove that Gull originally spotted in the first altercation with the unicorn. Everybody give me perception checks and stealth checks. Robert. Um, a seven perception. Awesome. Uh, which is far superior than my <laughs> oh, stealth no. roll, which was a natural one. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> That's, that is. That is the second stealth check. I've done that. Awesome. You are not quiet. <laughs> Katie. A 26 perception and a 21 stealth. Wow. Okay. Uh, Gull? A 25 perception and a 24 stealth. And Ray. A 22 perception and a five stealth. It's about right for, yeah. for what everybody's wearing and doing. Mm -hmm. That sounds about right. But for the most part, the party's senses are uh, alight <laughs> as you are making your way through the fog here. Let's do another round of reflex days before I describe what you see in here. Oh, man. 
<laughs> natural 20. Why am I wasting my natural 20s on a reflex save? Everybody's good. As you are making your way down, uh, well, like maybe about 35 feet down, so about halfway down this one round worth of travel, 20 feet out in towards the center of the courtyard to the east, you see a what looks to be the shattered corpse of a dwarf just splatted all across uh, a heap of cobblestones and jagged rocks right on the edge of where there's grass, where the path meets the grass. Is it possible to tell what he was wearing before he shattered on the cobblestones? Yeah, he is wearing a patient's gown. Mm -hmm. And you do hear the sound of wings on the other side of the courtyard heading towards the north, perhaps in the direction of where the ghost sound happened. Nice. Is still happening. Yeah, it's still happening. And you all, everybody except for Grip, will get to participate in a surprise round as you hear a, an angry galloping of hoofprints from the south. Almost, like, for Gull, this is deja vu. It is the, it's the, the exact same sound of hoofprints starting at the exact same way, and you hear this vroom, vroom, vroom. Let's roll initiative. Grip. 20. Ooh, Gulliver. 20. Ooh. Ray. <laughs> Seven. Oh. <laughs> and Dora. 12. Oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, better than Ray. A really low roll is exciting, like a middle roll. Oh, <laughs> meh. 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 Why even bother? The surprise round will start. This will be a standard action or a move action. Gull, you're up first. You hear the sound of hoofprints running at you. I am going to yell out, uh, Blessed be Bryn. He is the most powerful and, and impressive, and we, we glory in his magnificence. Okay, what are you attempting to do? I am just attempting to save our sister. <laughs> <laughs> what check which, are you yeah, trying which to check is that? Let me see your shoes. <laughs> okay, give me a bluff check. 23. The hoof prints are still coming. I will pull out my alchemical torch and ready an action. If it just keeps coming to try to kill us, then I'll fire. If it, you know, sees who we are and recognizes anything that any of us say, then I will, then I will not. So I assume you had it at hand. You don't yeah, need yeah. to take an action to draw yeah, it out. Yeah. Great. Uh, Grip is not in this round. Dora. Dora calls out. <laughs> All honor to Bryn. We seek passage in service to his name. Okay, give me a check. Diplomacy. 22. The hoofprints aren't stopping. Vroom, 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 vroom. Do you want to go anywhere? I'd like to step into the alcove. <laughs> <laughs> yes, excellent. Done and done. Ray. Gotta get a 29, dude. I'm, I... <laughs> Whatever this thing is, wasn't even worth an action point. I get a natural minus four because of my uh, wasting right. to anything Can't that's charisma-based. Except intimidate, but I don't know if I can intimidate the unicorn of Bryn. Um, well, we tried bluffing and... <laughs> and doing whatever that was, persuading. <laughs> oh, what the hell. The almighty Bryn commands you to stand down! 
Natural five. Hey! Hey, <laughs> with For some uh, reason, it doesn't seem as though the creature in the fog is standing down. Yeah. I think he knows Bryn a little better than I do. I will dive into this. <laughs> oh, all right. There. Person with the chainmail is going to dive into cover, leaving Gull in the open, <laughs> which goes exactly as you would expect as the unicorn comes charging out of the fog at 20 feet. You see it, Gull. It is coming right at, right at your horn lowered. Oh, man. Uh, well, I guess I'm going to shoot at it because that's what we're doing. Yeah. All right. Your initiative will now move right before the unicorn. Okay. So on the on the the nice side yeah. is with uh, all of my things back. I, that was a that's a nineteen. Hey, touch attack. Touch attack. Touch attack. That's with my alchemical torch. You can use any shame, or are you gonna keep uh, that? No, that's what I'm gonna keep. That's a hit. Yay! Oh my gosh! You, you just shot a both. unicorn with a gun. <laughs> oh, for eight points! Nice! That is a lot of damage to the unicorn's face, and it is not happy. Let's see. Let's see exactly how it takes it on in you as oh, the horn lowers. It's not going to be good for me. Charges right at you. But it does provoke, doesn't it? No, it doesn't provoke from charging. That is a 18. Uh, that is a hit. Before, let's see and, how yeah. much it almost kills me here. Oh my god. Oh, Johnny. 23 points of damage. And I drop. Gull is unconscious and dying. How negative are you? I'm, at, I'm literally at zero. Oh, you're, so you're staggered. I'm staggered. All right. It's the worst place to be. Yeah. You're still a target, and you can't do shit. All right, so technically at zero hit points, you're disabled. You may take a single move or standard action each round, but not both. Nor can you take any full round actions, but you still can take swift, immediate, and free actions. You move at half speed. Taking move actions doesn't risk further injury, but performing any standard action or any other action I deem strenuous will deal one point of damage after the completion of the act. All right, Gull just took a unicorn horn right through his chest. It's sticking out the back. So the unicorn's kind of grappled. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it that way. But we're going to start round one uh, with Grip. Grip, you get to act. Let's see, 5, 10, 50. Oh, like, yeah. This is happening just at the edge of your vision. Ray and Dora disappeared around a corner to the right. Gull is standing out in the open, bleeding profusely from a disastrous gore wound right through his chest. What do you do? Do you have, can you get gore fighter? Like, unicorn fighter? Gore fighter? No, I don't, uh, I don't qualify for that one yet. You shot a unicorn with a gun. Yeah, I did. It's gored me twice. It I has. think that it had it coming. Okay, so... So I can't see it, so I couldn't I couldn't charge. Well, hmm. Realistically, you know exactly where it is because you saw its horn come out the back of his torso. And the instant you take a step forward, you are going to be able to see it. So I would say if you want to charge, I, I think you can. <laughs> there's no there's no confusion in your mind as to where this creature is. Yeah. And a charge is a full round, yes? It is. No one's threatening the unicorn right now, correct? Ray, Ray is 
threatening the unicorn. There is a tree threatening to block, to provide some cover. But I, the way I have drawn that there, I don't think that tree provides cover. Mm, but then it doesn't matter because to take the feet, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be able to attack. Oh, because it's a move action. Because it's a move, right? move, move action yeah. to do the thing. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna do a power attack charge. Oh, yeah, awesome. you are. Awesome. All right, that's what I'm doing. Let's do it. Charge! Here he comes. I'm gonna Here move the mini comes. first. Boom. Save the day. Okay. Okay. Oh, and I'm using Red Destiny. Oh. He's Grip has decided he misses the feel of a sword in his hand, mm. and until his nose falls off from using it, uh, I think that is, <laughs> or he specifically wants to grapple or use Brawler's Fury. Yeah. Uh, that's gonna be his his standard. Uh, for the for the near future. I love it. So he can't quite hack and slash with it, but he can stab, stab, stab with a whole bunch of force. I can just stick it out and then run. Yeah, like a like a unicorn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a unicorn versus yeah, unicorn. Suck it, unicorn. Um, so uh, so plus eight as far as I know, unless there's something. And I will hidden. add appropriately if necessary. Nineteen. Using any shame? I'm yeah. I'm gonna use a shame point. Uh, 24. That is a hit. Power attack. Power attack and with so the magic sword. 1d6 plus 5 plus something else, maybe. Maybe tomorrow we'll find out. You'll never uh, find out. Nine, nine points of damage. Oh, wow. Nice. It is definitely more than that as your sword stabs right into its forehead next to its rainbow horn. All right, this is an injured an injured unicorn we're looking at. It's been shot in the face and stabbed Stab in the head. In the forehead. Yeah. Whew, Dor- Dora, you're up. No one's really looking at Dora. Uh, no, Dora is tucked in the back. But they hear, sick of this shit. And Tima comes out. Oh, what does Tima do? And he goes, Fuck Bryn and the unicorn he rode in on. <laughs> then she casts Mind Thrust at the unicorn. DC 16, well saved. You see the unicorn's head turn in your direction. It hadn't even had a chance to yet start its prepared speech about not dishonoring Bryn before it sees you dishonor Bryn. Just the abject shock. It's not me. It weeps. Steam. The unicorn cries. <laughs> You shot a unicorn, you stabbed a unicorn, you just made a unicorn cry. Who's the real monster? Two on the die. <laughs> What's the DC? 16 when it's Tima. That is a failure. Can I have one of your six-siders? Wait, wait. When it's Tima, your DCs go up? Yep. Yeah. <gasps> By how much? It's not just, just bleed, but right yeah, now. DCs go up too. Oh. Seven points damage and one bleed. So not only did Tima make the unicorn cry, she made it bleed. It's bleeding like, tears. Like from the eyes or from the ears? Is yes, like- both. There's blood just pouring out of the unicorn's eyes now. I just want to be clear that I feel bad about this, but Tima, Tima does, does not. You, Katie, feels bad about this. Yeah. Tima does not give does a shit. Does not give a fuck. I'm Team Tima. Ray, you're Are up. You? That's weird. <laughs> Against the unicorn? Absolutely. I'm going to take a swing at it with my Morningstar. 
since you all are killing this unicorn, I want to kill it too. <laughs> somewhere, wow. like I love in, this AP. Somewhere, somewhere in your in your pouch, the uh, the phylactery is vibrating. is vibrating a little bit as it wants to heat up. But you decide to say fuck it to any sort of moral guidance. <laughs> I missed. You sure? Yeah, it was a. Uh, you didn't feel shameful about that. No, no, I was a fourteen. That's not going to get up to a twenty-nine at any. No, no, uh, tw- twenty-nine DC to um, intimidate, intimidate or, or use persuade. Social skill. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Still, all oh, oh, right. Yes. <laughs> You're like, I, I want to get shame, in on this. Shame unicorn. him into using Dude. shame. Bring that up to a seventeen. You just clocked a unicorn across the face with a morning star. The unicorn that's already bleeding out of the eyes has been stabbed and shot in the head. Things are going great for the party today. Roll some damage for me, buddy. We are the worst people in the world. Yeah, yeah, this is pretty, this is some downright cold-hearted shit. That's eight, it's not our fault. eight oh, points. Yeah. It's not- you killed a unicorn. I'm gonna let it's you just sit with that fault. for a few minutes, Paul. We were provoked. It's we not were... our fault, it's stuck in this loop. It was killed or be killed. You hear what I'm saying? It was almost it, it, a mercy. It killed, go. No, you made a choice. You made a choice there, buddy. <laughs> we tried diplomacy. We tried other it's, means. You're, you're doing it to Paul. We I tried know, all. I know. I know. I know. I know. It's You're important. killing a unicorn right now, too. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We haven't worked Somewhere a unicorn out, dies so is... from what I just did to Paul. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I just want to say, we tried diplomacy. We tried to bluff it. We tried to intimidate it. And it still rammed its horn through my chest. Yeah, you had it coming. You also knew it was here. You also knew it was here. And, and we chose... had made a pact with it before, right? It was just yeah, for that one time. Yeah, but it's in a loop. It, it doesn't remember. It's, yeah, sta- it's yeah. gotta it, do this it thing It is over and over clearly yeah. in some sort of haunt-driven it loop. Was... So it's probably just gonna come back. It was a mercy. It was a mercy! There we Dora go. Dora says when she returns, although I have to make a check to do that. <laughs> and I do. Gull, you are up. I think I'm actually going to stay in rounds here because we've got a flying creature in this courtyard. What do you do there, Gull? we got to get to the window. And he's going to try to very take his move action and move to the window. That's, that's you can't even get to it. You have to I'm, move at half speed. Well, that's that's what You're I do. Start. I'm just going to start. we got to get to the window. All right. He is barely alive, dragging his sorry ass through the fog towards the window. And I suppose I probably have to make another uh, reflex save against the uh, ice and At the end of this round, we will. I am going to see where in the initiative the flying creature sits because it just heard gunfire and now knows where people actually are. We're just a ghost sound. End of the round. Everybody make those uh, DC-8 reflex saves. As the cold rain splashes onto your skin. Just made it. <laughs> Just made it. I, I rolled a three on a 12-sider. Does that count? Let me, let me reuse that. I can speak from experience, but it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> Although it did for like four rolls in yeah, a row. Yeah, yeah. That Not was when you call it out like that. That was so funny. Everybody passed that? Yep. The All closest right. it's been, but yes. We are at the top of round two. Come on. Oh, oh come no! Boom, 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 boom! You 
hear this huge flapping of wings and soaring out of the sky. As you first get a view of it, Grip, about 20 feet over your head, you see what looks like a humanoid figure. It's just all black, black leathery flesh. It's got these enormous 20 foot wide bat-like wings, horns, and this huge prehensile tail with a clawed hand at the end of it. And that this humanoid creature made of black leather doesn't have a face. And it lands right next to you. It's got these long claws on the end of both of its uh, arms, in addition to the long clawed hand at what looks like an eight foot long prehensile tail. Mm. It had to take a double move to do that. Grip, you are up. It has no mouth, it has no nose, it has no eyes, yet seems to know exactly where you are. Well... Okay, um, I'm gonna uh, just enact combat expertise. Yep. What's the bonus and penalty there? Uh, minus one to attack, plus one to AC. Great. Nice. Might come in handy. Yes. And you're no longer suffering the AC penalty from the charge, because we have hit your next round. Correct. So uh, I will I will swing Red Destiny. You hear the shriek of a hunting bird in your ear. Six. Uh, Fourteen. That's <laughs> Spending a point. 16. Uh, that is a miss. It dodges including insanely with the red quickly out of bonus. the way. Yes, including with Red Destiny's bonus. You got a move action there. So, um... You want to take, like, dodge or something as a feat? <laughs> hint, hint. Yes. <laughs> yes, I think I do. I, I just bring it up as a, as one possible option. <laughs> um, sorry to play your character for you. I'm sorry. No, that's um, I I forgot dodge exists. To be honest, um, yes. So face goes slack, poops his pants, uh, eyes roll in the back of his head, <laughs> and he will take dodge. That's for a plus two, plus one more oh, to your armor class. One. So it'll be plus two for the next round because of combat expertise. Dora, you are up, 5, 10, 15. Oh. You can just see this creature, although it is right at the edge of your Dora vision. is actually not Dora anymore. Oh, Tima, Tima. Um, when I thought we were out of rounds, I thought I'd go back to being Dora so I could make the joke about mercy, but we're still <laughs> in rounds. There's no mercy from Tima. She has one first level spell left. What the bloody hell is this now? And she casts another mind thrust at her. Amazing, yeah. amazing. Let me check to see if it has spell resistance, because it might. It does not. Well, that's a relief. 14. Fail. (laughs) Better. 13. Mm. Nice. Plus one bleed. This creature has no orifices on its head. So I picture like an, like <laughs> a tumor out. bulging out on the top of its head as something just exploded in there and had nowhere to go. Like maybe knocking one of its horns slightly askew as its cranium is filling up with blood. Got it started for you boys. Did you want to take a move action at all? No. <laughs> oh, oh, yes I do, yes I do. Uh-huh. Oh wait, can I? 
Oh, we yeah, must let's, pause. Let's check that uh, how that feat works and how your teaminess works. Oh, because there are certain things she cannot do when she's Tima because they because she's like a raging spellcaster. Yeah, she can't use any charisma, dexterity, or intelligence-based skills. An ability that requires patience or concentration. I I think you can use this ability in rage. Like pointing out where it exactly to kill it. Yeah. Because it doesn't make you make a so skill she, check. She kind of leans in to Ray. Yeah. Almost licking his ear. Oh, <laughs> mummy. <laughs> See that bulge in its head, Ron, making its brain explode. Yeah. You get it right there, baby boy. <laughs> You get a plus two to hit that thing now. And you're up, Ray, (laughs) with Mummy's voice ringing in your ear and giving us all the shivers. Yes, (laughs) Mom. Please live forever. Um, (laughs) Can I uh, uh, make a five-foot step to attack it without provoking an attack of opportunity? Yes, you can. Sweet. That's what I'm going to do. Standing shoulder to shoulder with grip, facing off with the faceless creature. A natural 16 plus two. Plus two from me. From you is 18 plus another three. That's a 21. That's a hit with your morning star. Boom. That is five points of damage. Oh, wow. Fantastic. You do hit it right in that tumor of blood on its cranium. Smash. Gull, you are up. Gull sees what's happening, and so as his staggered self is going to take this opportunity to uh, reload. Yep. And that is what I'm able to do. And that is the end of round two. Oh, wait. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'd like to make a knowledge check, if I can, to figure out what this thing is. Knowledge nature, strangely. Hey, I can make that one. That's one I actually have ranks in. As long as it's not religion. Oh, natural 16 plus 7 is going to be 23 plus an additional. That's a 26. <laughs> nice. All right. This this creature is called a night gaunt. They are these creatures that haunt the deepest and darkest chasms of the dimension of dreams, floating between the plane of dreams, the ethereal plane, and on rare instances, slipping through the shadows and onto the material plane. You know that they delight in tormenting mortals, and their typical means of killing a mortal is to grab them by the claws, fly them 100 feet in the air, tickle them with their tail, and then drop them. That's how they like to kill people. So the 26, I'm gonna give you a couple of things here. You would know because of its preferred means of attacking people, it's got a disgustingly huge grab check and that it is able to use its tail as a swift action to tickle grappled or helpless foes with horrible efficiency which can result in being given the wonderful nauseated condition, and that it's immune to cold damage, for what it's worth. Gull yells out, Don't let it grab you, it's gonna try to fly up and drop you. End of the round, give me your reflex saves, DC eight, to avoid the freezing raindrops. Uh, 
Everybody good? Mm-hmm. Good. Sweet. Top of round three. We start this round with the Night Gaunt in the fight. It takes one point of bleed damage as it continues to bleed from Tima's attack. Nice. And then it's going to try to grab. Let's see. Ooh, hmm. Grip is significantly bigger than Ray. Well, they're both tall. Grip's very muscly. Ray looks like a coward. It's going to try to grab Ray. Reaches out with its claws. This is attack against your armor class, is how it initiates this. Uh, 19, oh my oh. god, wow, okay. Uh, all right, okay, that, all right, this is why you have armor. So you can avoid almost every single attack. Oh, can make two attacks with the claws, sorry, second attack. Oh, jeez. Okay, uh, two on the die, that's a miss. Grip, you are up. Uh, I'm just gonna keep, I'm gonna keep dodge going. Great. But I'm gonna move, I'm gonna move to a power attack. Yeah. So that's plus six as far as I know. 18 on the die for a 24. Don't suppose it's a critical threat. It's not, 19 is the range for a short sword. That is a hit. So that's gonna be. Lots of damage with power uh, attack, just lots. uh, So total plus five, this sounds Except that time, uh, six plus whatever Red Destiny might grant me. Bird screams in your ear. World goes slow-mo for a second, and your your stab strikes true right in its chest and doing more damage than six points. And it is, uh, it's taken a lot of damage. Did you want to use a move action there, Grip? No, but just in case it becomes a factor. Yeah. I'm going to take a five-foot Oh, no, that's not going to do it. Take, taking a five-foot step oh. is not not a bad thing. I thought it was going to get me flanking, but it's not quite. Well, it would put Ray only a five-foot step away from, from flanking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. All right, yeah, I'll take a five-foot step to there. All right, we're beginning the slow edge around this creature to see if we can get a grip and Ray flank in. Dora, you're up next. <laughs> Dora's sort of been enjoying watching Tima do this. Uh, so she doesn't try to come back yet. Okay. And Tima is going to... Um, because what does it matter anyways, right? It doesn't right? matter. Yeah. She might as well have fun while we're here. We're not going to be here very long. This is all she gets. Fuck it. Wow. So <laughs> she, um, so she's going to try... Tima's going to try a telekinetic projectile. I know it's a minus four to yes. firing it. In melee. So she's going to try it anyway because if she deals any damage, it's more bleed. Tima's awesome. Right? I mean, she's horrible, yeah, but she's horrible. awesome. Team Tima. <laughs> what did you? That's a natural, natural 20. 20. Oh, yeah, that's a hit. Nice. Back it up. Nice. Uh, backed up with a four, so there's oh, no way. Oh. But, but that's a hit. But, that is a hit. Uh, so two damage, but another point of bleed. That's no small thing. Per and round, so that's two says, per round now? Does your, that does your ability specifically state that they stack? say that it stacks. Okay, then they, then they don't then stack. They you take the don't. highest. Um, however, yeah. that being done, then Dora remembers, Tima doesn't care about Renaud the way I do. Hmm. So she does try to come back. Uh-huh. And I failed. Do you want to use an action point? No. Tima drops Renard. Yeah. 
And Tima says, get opposite grip tusk there, Ray. Have a field day on its ass. Bye, little foxy. <laughs> Free action to kick. <laughs> so plus two. Ray, you're up. To Ray. Five foot step. Yes, you're now flanking with grip. And you get a plus two on top. Yeah. So and the flanking bonus is plus two as well. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that one. Somehow it's all the way across the room. <laughs> it's funny how I get. You get very excited. I get very excited with the dice. Yeah. It's a natural six. Add it all up. Plus four, plus three is. So that'd be uh, 13 with an action point. <gasps> Digging deep, what'd you get? 17 total. It dodges out you of the way. You counted everything, counted flanking, you counted I rolled a six. Everything. Yeah, you rolled very low. Gull, you're up, you got gun in hand. Uh, Gull uh, sees that everybody spread out in front so all of a sudden he has as clear a shot as he's going to while they're in melee. And knowing full well that the last time he fired his gun, he drew this fight on the party. He does what? He's I know. Gonna, he's going to fire again. I'm he's being gonna fire his gigantic, <laughs> booming, loud alchemical torch. Yep. Hopefully to some effect. We'll see. Oh, no. Natural two. <laughs> you roll more natural twos than any human I've ever had. Only when I'm fighting. That's not a misfire. Is it? No, it's not fighting. a misfire. Only on a one. Only when I'm fighting. So I, I think I think what happens is literally like he goes up to like take aim and stuff and sort of tries to brace his arm and then his elbow slips into the hole in his body. And, <laughs> and you take one point of damage and fall unconscious. Oh. You did a standard action. Oh, I thought I could do a standard or a move and that... Yes, and if you do a standard, you take a point of damage. Oh, all right. I, I didn't realize that, but then I'm I fell down. All right, that's what I did. Gull drops. But now am I bleeding out since I took? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Reynard slinks off in the fog to the south and disappears. That's the end of round three. Let's all roll some reflex saves. Can I? I can't make a reflex save when I'm. Actually, give it to me because th- I'm taking this into account for the whole round. Got it. Yeah. Feel okay. free to take it. Ray missed the reflex save. One point of cold damage. You're good, Johnny. I'm good. Great. Everybody else good? Okay. Uh, Reynard is not good and takes one point of cold damage. I was just thinking, just thinking, what does Tima think about this fox? I guess she doesn't have a delusion. (laughs) Not that one. I'm sure she has many problems, but the fox ain't one. (laughs) The Nikon is up. It takes another point of bleed damage, and it, wow, it can't take the withdraw action to leave because of this flank that the two of you have set up. If it goes laterally on the ground, its first square is clear, but the second square is still threatened by you. If it goes upward, the exact same thing is true. It's going to try to take a double move withdraw action directly up because it is near death, and unlike some of the things here that are haunts, this is actually a living creature and it's gonna try to save its life. This will provoke attacks of opportunity from both of you. We'll Come start on, with guys. We'll start with grip. Uh, do I still have Exactly so any, as you were so before. It was, okay, so that's power gonna be attack. Uh, power attack going on with a plus six. 
Uh, that's a ten. I'm not gonna use a ray. Uh, rolled a natural Flanking. eleven. Oh, it would have been twelve. No, no. no okay. You no. rolled a natural eleven. Mm-hmm. Flanking. Thirteen. <laughs> Plus your bonus. Plus to your hit. bonus to hit. Yes, sorry. Plus six, so seventeen. Okay. Oh, okay. Good. That's what I had. That's a miss. Before. All right. So it flies up into the air and out of the way. Uh, Grip would be up next. I'm going to stay in in rounds for just a moment here because uh, Gull is dying. What do you do, Grip? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna move next to next to Gull and wait for Ray to heal him and be ready to to pick Gull up if we need if he needs assistance. Great, gotcha. Uh, after after Ray is able to deal with Maybe a move action and then a standard action to ready to pick him up if needed. Yeah. Sounds great. Dora, you're up. Or Tima, you're up. Ooh. Dora tries to come out. Okay. Dora succeeds. Okay. Raynard Dora chases after the fox. Oh no! I know. I have a delusion. Ugh. So Dora disappears into the mist to the south. Ray, you're up. Uh, stabilize. Shoom. Boom. Gull is stable. No longer bleeding out. Stable at negative one hit points. And I move to close with him. Great. So, grip. Want to pick him up then? Yes. Great. So you are now holding Gull, and you are actually only five feet away from that smashed window into Lissandra's office, so you are, you are close to getting out of here. However, we are at the end of this round... And I need reflex saves from everybody again. Reynard is okay. Everybody else good? I'm assuming I can't make a reflex save since I'm can't. unconscious. Take one point of cold damage. Great. Does that set him dying again? Uh, I'm not going to do that. No. Okay. No. All right. Grip. You've got Gull in your arms. Uh, it is, it's, you know, this, so this window is about, it's not quite 10 feet, but pretty close 10 feet, 10 feet up from the ground here. How do you want to go about getting Gull up through there? I mean, how much do you how much do you weigh? Uh, n- not much. I'm way like a. Let's see, do I actually have 135 pounds? And then how much stuff am I carrying? At this point, it's like 31. So I weigh like 160, okay. 165 pounds. I could climb up first, reach down through the window. You could pass them up to me. Sure. I mean, I can lift. I can lift 230 pounds over my head. Oh. And, and, I think, I'm, and I'm six foot nine. I think you oh. can shove him through the broken window. Without hurting him? Yes, but without knowing what's going on in that room. I could... Maybe if you want to go up, I'll hand him up to you, and then I'll try to find Dora. That sounds like a plan. It means we separate the party, which I like. Party's already separated. <laughs> party is separated. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, but I don't, we can't just let her run off by herself into the fog. Right. So Ray can close the window. Give me an... I can also... Well, I'm holding him. I could hold him with one hand. Could I still help boost him up? I'm very strong. You well, are very I'm, strong. I'm pretty strong. I think it's reasonable to say you can you can More aid him on a climb check. Strong. So, Robert, why don't you give me a climb check? If you beat DC 10, you're going to assist Ray's climb check to get up. Eleven. Excellent. So, 
gull over one shoulder using the other hand to give uh, Ray a plus two on this climb check, which is going to be really easy with his heavy armor. Right, I already have a minus four, so that plus two helps. Thank you. <laughs> I rolled a natural one. <laughs> it's because icy, you let your it's icy and cold. I know, I know. I it's, can't. It's yeah. icy and cold, so literally, oh, like, slipping. he's slipping on on uh, on grip. I love it. Your grip slip. Dora, you reach this back corner, this kind of tucked away, secluded pocket of the North Courtyard, which at time at a time when the grass wasn't choked in disease, where Would the trees were in full bloom, it actually seemed like a really a beautiful place. There's two low stone benches, a great place for meditation and for peaceful rest. And for a box to hide. And you find, tucked in the corner, Reynard wrapped around the body of a teenage boy, like maybe 17 or 18 years old, in a Briarstone patience gown. And he looks as though he's been dead for several days. So there's some unpleasant stuff settling in, but you can tell at immediate glance that this was a beautiful, beautiful young man who was maybe starving to death, just painfully, painfully thin. And this, this immediate view of him, this cross between the beauty of his physical features with the, the wasting of his body before death and the wasting of his body after death, it's, it's heartbreaking to look on. And you, feel, you hear this like distant echo of a, of a unicorn whinny kind of bouncing around the, this back little alcove here and this kind of rush of sorrow and sadness. And then the corpse opens its eyes and reflected inside the eyes, you see a beautiful elven woman coming out of a tree, reaching a hand up to you. And then that sense of uh, hauntedness dissipates. Reynard is there wrapped around the body. I take Reynard. <laughs> You've got Reynard. And I run back toward the window. <laughs> yes. Everybody give me one more reflex save. We can assume we can safely cover Gull, because we now have got bodies around him, so Gull's not going to be taking damage. Everybody good? Let me check Reynard. Reynard is fine. And then another round of action. I'm not going to worry about a whole bunch of skill checks here to get through the window. Ray's able to climb up. We can get Gull through the window, and we find ourselves whew, inside Dr. Lissandro's and office. inside our bodies. Yes. Inside your bodies, inside the building, and uh, you just settled uh, two very challenging encounters back to back. The room is as you left it. So Gulliver is uh, unconscious at negative two hit points. Negative is that right? two. Yep. I'm casting Cure Light Wounds on Gull. Okay. It's five hit points, my friend. Gull wakes up. Gull is conscious. Dora is uh, inconsolable at the moment, um, fussing over Reynard and apologizing and whispering, I won't let the bad woman get you. It's terrible. I'm so sorry you felt you had. She's just... Reynard refuses to talk to you. Yeah. Oh, shit. Did Tima do something to the fox? The fox got away. It was very brave what you did, Dora. 
But you went for him. Things happen. You went for him. It was foolhardy as all fuck, but it was very brave. I'm glad you're all right. There was a boy. What? On the ground. A beautiful, dead boy. Starved. And an elven woman reached for me and I... I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I would... Can we rest, please? Yes, let's head back to the chapel, all right? Heading back. We reached the library where you are met by Ratch Mambi standing imperiously on the northern table as you enter. He looks Dora in the face and says, Scroll! Give me scroll! That was the agreement. We didn't find any of this time. Oh, sorry, he's speaking oh, he's in abyssal still. So this Herbisal. is one of those weird conversations Wah. where only Dora can understand Wah. what he's saying. Wah. We don't have any scrolls for you. Shut up and give me a scroll. No. Very well. He crawls back over to the bookshelf, gets in his nest, and stares down at all of you. What just happened, Dora? Ratch wants a scroll. I, I, I could give him a scroll. If we, what's he doing now? Plotting, I imagine. Uh, I'm going to look at the uh, fellas because yeah. her, her stakes in this situation might not be very clear. Right now, um, and might not be shared by you. And might not be shared. <laughs> so, uh, making eye contact with you guys, he's pulling out a uh, scroll of sanctuary, which is a, a first-level cleric spell. It's not one of the more, you know. I, I also have a scroll of remove paralysis. I'm not going to. Let's hold on to that one for you. <laughs> Says the person who had been paralyzed <laughs> by a ghoul. But I, I, I think, grip says I. Doran is no longer paying attention to this situation. Yeah. Uh, Ratchmambi, we gratefully acknowledge your tolerance of our passage through your domain. Please accept this scroll as proof of our friendship. He leaps onto the wall and like Spider-Man up to the ceiling, snakes his way down the light fixture hanging over the northern table, drops onto the table, grabs the scroll of your hand, looks at Dora. Don't you dare fuck with me. I will eat every one of those children. We had an agreement. Get out of here. He climbs back up into his nest. Let's get out of here. We make our way. Gull, Gull yeah. looks very clearly at Ratchmambi. Like, he like looks at him, like sort of etches the image in his mind of what he just said, and like, like, Ratchmambi wouldn't notice, but anybody that like knows him would be like, 
oh, that's, that's not a good face. And then, you know, backs out of the room. Is it Gulliver's face or the Triangle Man's face? It is the it is the it is the killer face that you see on his face right then. Yeah. We make our way back to the barricade where we're met by Vaustin and Denman and it would be Mura right now. Mura's holding a torch, the other two have crossbows. I'm keeping my distance. And uh, everybody goes to do their ritual cutting of themselves. One point of damage to everybody. And you see uh, Gulliver stop, and he takes out his steel mirror, and he looks at himself, and he holds the mirror with one hand, and then he takes out his surgeon tools with the other, and you see him very carefully and very delicately slice the skin of his cheek off that has all the triangles on it. He removes the entire part that has the tattoo on his face of the triangles until there is no triangle there whatsoever. And he's basically flayed all that skin off of his face so that there is no triangle there at all. And he goes, I'm back. That's the end of chapter 27. We'll see you next week. Dark Nexus is a creation of Plug and Hum Productions. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Inc. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com slash community use. And for more information about Paizo and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. That's P-A-I-Z-O dot com. Dark Nexus uses music and soundscapes by Sirenscape. Check them out at sirenscape.com. That's S-Y-R-I-N-S-C-A-P-E dot com. Opening and closing themes along with additional music composed by Rob Kozlarik. Artwork for Dark Nexus is by Matt Walquist. Special thanks to Toy, without whose generosity this project would not have been possible. And thanks to DMCP, Richard and Ari, Paul and Shannon, Chris, Scotty, Jason, Jess, Joe, Chelsea, Matt, Dave, Darren, and everyone we've gamed with over the years for all the memories and inspiration. Fantastic. Did we level? 